Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe podcast. Ryan Hickey, George Brummer alongside you yet again. A special treat for you Colts fans. We will have rookie wide receiver Alec Pierce stopping by the show. And George, I know the, the season hasn't started yet, right? With regular season just about a week away or so now uh, in Houston. But I think it's safe to say Alec Pierce being the first guest of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. I think you can only already check off a successful rookie year for the uh, former Cincinnati Bearcat. Yeah, I mean, right there, right? His, his, his rookie year now has has been complete. Everything from here on out is just icing on the cake. Super Bowl ring, rookie of the year, you know, all pro honors. That is all secondary to first guest on the Blue Horseshoe podcast. That is for sure. So Alec Pierce caught up shortly. Very excited for that conversation. Kind of get you ready for week number one, but also kind of take you behind the scenes, see what he's been doing, see how his transition has been from Cincinnati to the Colts. But George, big news coming out of Indy on Thursday, and that is Shaquille Leonard revealing that really for the first time in his NFL career, he's actually healthy and feels 100%. How is that possible? I, it's it's insane. Is it? well, he's not quite at 100% yet. That By the time okay. he gets out on I the apologize. field, he will be. Um, so it's, it's semantics there because by the time he's on the field, he'll be 100%. Uh, he's still working towards that goal right now. But he, he, he had it right off the top of his head, which is always impressive to begin with. Somebody asked him today or Thursday during the uh, press conference, when was the last time you played without pain? And he said week four of 2018. That's when he initially injured his ankle ankle against the Houston Texans. And since then, there's been some level of injury the, the whole way out. You're talking about a guy, a three-time All-Pro, a three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, it, it's really incredible to think, you know, he, he's had to yeah. learn to play hurt, uh, you know, on some level or another. And uh it's incredible to even to, to try to wrap your mind around that uh, and, and to think about what he might be this year, not dealing with those things. It's, it's almost scary. Cause like you just mentioned, you mentioned his accolades and how dominant he has been. He has been one of the best players in football. And the fact that he revealed on Thursday that really, you know, he hasn't played play, uh, pain-free at really any point in his career outside of the first few games of, of his career back in 2018 it's like your just mind goes to how much better can this guy be? I mean, and we're looking at a guy who's, you know, could have a career. Despite the, it's crazy. Going to year five, again, three-time All-Pro, we could be sitting here saying he could have the best year of his career to date. 
that is great. Great news for Colts fans and especially Gus Bradley in that Colts defense. Yeah, you know, and he's switching to positions. But uh, I think there was some clarity on that today, too, that was interesting because, you know, the name of the position has changed. He's playing Mike instead of Will. Uh, but his duties are very similar to what they were in Matt Eberflus' scheme. We've talked a, a few times about this scheme kind of being a cousin to that scheme. And so a lot of things translate, uh, but some things are a little different. That's one of those areas, I think, where it's a little different. His What he's being asked to do right now is more similar to what he's done you know, in the wheel position in the old defense. So I think that's kind of a, a technicality as well. But it'll be interesting to see just, just how that changes to any extent. You know, once he gets out there, the big question now with him is when will he be on the field? You know, will it be week one? Uh, will it be week four? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, we've been debating that now for a few weeks. I don't think there's a lot more clarity on that. Uh, obviously, you know, Chris Ballard said Wednesday when he got on the field for the first time, it was like the first day of spring for him, like the very first day the team reports for OTAs. Um, so you think about that. There's a lot of work to be done, but at the same time, the team put out a clip that same day of him making an interception in, in camp. So, um, you know, he's Shaq Leonard. I think we, we've learned anything over his career. It's don't count him out. It's truly incredible. I know this has been a big discussion Tuesday, right? He was officially activated off pup. I'll be honest, George, Wednesday, when I saw the picture of the Colts tweeted out of him in full uniform on the practice field, I'm like, where did this come from? I couldn't believe it. I still thought it'd be, you know, slowly kind of weaning him on. You were at practice on Wednesday. How do you look? Like, I know it's, you know, it's one practice first day back, but how do you look at least from a health wise and, and you know, uh, sprint wise? Yeah. Unfortunately we only get like the first 20 minutes right now. So you, you don't really get a good view of, of, you know, the whole picture, but I was surprising to me that he was out there and he was doing drills. You know, we were kind of watching him as soon as stretching was done. Like, okay, what's he actually going to do? You know, where's he going to go? And he sat out one drill they did early. That was sort of like a, a light contact drill. They were kind of like practicing tackling each other. Uh, and that makes sense. I don't think you want him doing that on day one. No, uh, but after that, he seemed like he was a full participant until we went in. You know, I don't know what he did obviously after we left, but, and, and he didn't seem hesitant i guess is the best word there it, it didn't seem like he was uh getting up to speed with anything and he's a guy who's been working a lot outside of practice it's not like he's been sitting around for three and a half months just you know watching tv and, and waiting for this moment he's he's been working a lot he said that he spent a lot of that time it was actually good for him in some ways because he spent a lot of that time studying the colts offense and just trying to learn why they do certain things, you know, maybe getting a little bit more insight into what opponents are going to do to him this year. Uh, so, you know, if you, if you take him at his word, uh, which is usually the best, best policy, he's going to be better physically than he's ever been. He's going to be better mentally than he's ever been. And again, you know, when, when does that show start? Is it week one in Houston? Uh, is it week three at home against Kansas city? Uh, but I think it's going to be worth the wait. As you sit here uh, on Friday morning, George, we are nine days away from the season opener. I still think, even though he's at practice on Wednesday and, you know, he sounds like he is, you know, really progressing well. And even before the Buccaneers game on Saturday last week, uh, there was a clip, I believe, by NFL NFL Network that was put out of him pregame working out. He's looking good. Like he's making cuts, even though he's just in shorts. He still looks healthy and is not, you know, there's no uh, noticeable limp like there was for basically the majority of the 2021 season. But even with that said, the last time he put on shoulder pads, right, was week 18 in Jacksonville. He has missed everything so far up to this point outside of Wednesday. 
I still think Georgia, it's too close of a call, whether it's 10 or 11 days of practice before week number one. Um, I don't think that's enough time to kind of get a fully acclimated. And again, if he is saying that he believes this year he's going to be fully healthy for the first time in really his entire now five-year career, I want to make sure uh, and take an extra week or two to ensure that he's not going to be rushed back to make sure that he will be 100% for as long as you physically could possibly be this year. I would take it easy and still cross out week number one as a possibility. How about yourself, George? Yeah, I think I'd sacrifice the first two weeks, honestly. Two weeks. I mean, if, like if you know that you're going to get the best version of, 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 of Shaquille Leonard yet, then, you know, why not? Don't rush him in any way. I mean, I think that's that's a key thing. If he's ready, it's one thing, you know, and he's going to know that as well as anyone. Um, I think that's one thing that was good from from his talk with the media on Thursday. You know, he seemed like a guy, obviously he wants to play. We all know he's not a patient man. He wants to get out there as soon as he can. But he seemed to have a good perspective on the idea of, like, he's not going to push it. He's not going to force it. I think he's done that to some extent for three years. So he, he understands, you know, putting that behind him is, is first and foremost. And Obviously, that's going to be what the doctors and the trainers have in mind and what the coaches have in mind. And to me, if it if it takes two weeks to get it done, I would not have a problem with that. You know, we, we've been talking all along. If he's out there week three at home against Kansas city. I think that's fine. Absolutely. I'm with you, right? That should be really the target date for opening week for him. Week three against the chiefs or week four, that huge game, Tennessee comes to town. Those are the games that actually mean something, right? We, we know the Colts struggles on opening games of the season and in Jacksonville. Those are the first two weeks where you got to try to, you know, exercise the demons per se. But again, the Colts are a very good team. If you are a good team, you don't need, even though he's a great player, you'll need your all-pro linebacker on the field in order to win those two games. I'm with, I would take it easy, ensure and make sure week three, especially when uh, still, even without Tyree Kill, a high-potent Chiefs offense comes to town. He is full bore, 100% ready to go and ready to be flying all over the field. If he is 100%, right, and he claims he will be, so take him at his word that he'll be the healthiest he's been in his career. Who do you think that helps more? Is it the defensive line and the pass rush that his presence is going to be there? Or is it more kind of the secondary? Because he's been also super athletic. He's great in coverage as well. Which side of the ball do you think, or which area of the defense, do you think his health, his full health, will benefit more this season? I mean, I think if you look at his history and you look at, at what he's done, even on one bad wheel, I, I think the run game, you know, we've been talking about the run defense every week so far. You know, it hasn't looked where it needs to be. Uh, this scheme doesn't put as much emphasis on it as, as there has been in the past. And you just wonder, you know, when you go against like a Derrick Henry, is this going to be something that really comes out and, and, and bites you? Uh, I think that's where he's going to have the biggest impact. I, I just feel like him being able to run sideline to sideline. And, you know, this defense is is designed. I mean, I think Nate Ollie has said it a couple times now. The whole design of this defense is for that front four to just create havoc. And then the linebackers clean it up. And if you've got, you know, Okereke and what he can do in that regard, and if you've got a fully healthy Shaq Leonard beside him running around making plays, I just think it makes the run defense that much more solid. It's going to help the defense as a whole, obviously, but I think the biggest impact comes in the area that right now is probably the biggest concern. 100%. And I would agree with you too. And one area he helps right outside, just plugging holes and kind of shooting through the gaps. Like you said, if that defense line does create havoc, you would think there's not, there won't be as many broken runs made uh, for running backs. So he should be able to, you know, as a short tackler and should be able to fill those gaps. But another thing he brings too that helps, especially the run defense, is the ability to punch the ball out. 
You know, it's almost like, you know, Peanut Tillman had, had the peanut punch. We got to figure out something for Darius Leonard or, or Shaquille Leonard, I should say, um, to get sort of, you know, a, a branded nickname for that. But he is the best guy in the NFL right now, punching that football out, getting it loose. And that's, again, when we look at this Colts defense, right, it's a lot of bend but don't break, kind of keep everything in front of you. Maybe they'll be more aggressive this year on Gus Bradley, but for the most part, the way the roster is built, it is a lot of, hey, we're going to let you get inside the 20s, but once we get inside the 20, shut down the red zone, hold you to field goals. Well, a big, you know, boost for that defense is going to be forcing turnovers. There are a lot of ball hawks in the secondary and have a ball hawk in that middle level linebacker, Darius Leonard, as we know, one of the best to punch it out and truly can change the game. A, a quick turnover, one or two, um, is a, is a massive break for this defense. That's also going to help the run game as well. Cause you think, you know, you hold them up, you can get someone, one of the first guys on the defensive line, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, just to kind of make the first contact on a running back. You can have Darius fly in there and start throwing those punches around, trying to hit the ball. Yeah. And it's incredible what he did in that regard last year. I mean, we know what kind of pain he was in watch hard knocks, you know, and, and especially a couple times late in the year there. And he, you didn't think he was going to get up. I think it was the Raiders game. It might've been even earlier than that. He went down in the red zone and all of us in the press box were thinking, okay, this is finally it. He's finally broken because he knew what he was going through the whole year. Stayed in there. He kept playing, turned the ball over at, at a really prolific rate. And that to me was impressive. I think in many ways last year was the most impressive year he had as, as a pro just because of what he was dealing with. And, and to be able to have that impact in, in the takeaway game that he did uh, he knew that, look, I'm not going to have the, the tackle numbers that I've had in the, in the past. I'm not going to be able to make a play on the, in the passing game the way maybe I have in the past. I'm not going to be able to pressure quarterbacks maybe the way I am in the past. The one thing I can still do is when I do get my hands on somebody, punch that ball out, and he was doing it I, just an incredible rate a year ago. Now you think if he keeps that mentality as a healthy player, you know, what's possible? Right. I mean, if he's around the ball as much as he was last year on what was one wheel, essentially, Benjamin fully healthy now flying around. I mean, he's going to, he might break the tackles record. I mean, this guy's going to be in every pile. He's going to be around the ball every single play. It is going to be so much fun to watch. And it's a great, great sign to hear that after a lot of really unknown this offseason, right? There wasn't many updates given on Shaq Leonard. We saw him at training camp every single day, but he was obviously, you know, on the pup list, not in, pa uh, not in pads, not, you know, not practicing. Now we finally are starting to get some, some hints and some inkling of what he is going to be physically. And it is so far a great, great sign for Colts fans, and especially that, that defense. I'm sure Gus Bradley right now is on cloud nine here in Shaquille Leonard talk the way he is about his health. When we return, George, on the Blue Horseshoe podcast, Alec Pierce, rookie wide receiver for the Colts, going to take us so far through how his training camp has been. And Matt Ryan, how he has kind of helped his adjustment so far in the NFL. Our chat with Alec Pierce is next.